Back again on Bearcat Rewind, we're talking with Northwest Missouri State head tennis coach Mark Rosewell. Coach Rosewell coming off MIAA titles for both the men's and the women's teams. We're heading into the conference tournament. The regional's coming up next week. Uh, here we are sitting in mid-April. It feels like this season has flown by. Coach, from your perspective, um, success every single year, but this year especially doubling down with both teams once again. What's it been like for you? Oh, it's just been outstanding, Matt. I mean, it's just been up until now. I mean, we're undefeated in the conference and regional on both teams. I mean, that in itself is incredible. And to to, to win the dual uh, regular season with both the men and the women, uh, that's uh, that's a hard thing to do. And to think, too, seven times now you've won the men's and the women's MIAA conference titles in the same season. Nobody else has done that seven times. You've done that across five decades now. I mean, those are some pretty incredible numbers overall. Yeah, nobody's done it one time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's get that clear. Okay, besides us. Actually, Southwest Baptist did do it one time. They're not in the league mm-hmm. anymore. But, uh, yeah, five decades. Yeah, and, and what's it really get back to is we've had really good players over the years for a long, long time. And, and then Coach Bird's teams in the 70s were incredible, too. So we're, we're going back about 50 years on uh, excellence. Just in wild, mind-boggling numbers, and you kind of think about that and the success overall. Um, this year in general, so as we go through, the women currently number one of the region, number two and three teams, Washburn and UCO, beat both of those teams on the road. Um, as for the men, number one of the region, teams behind them, Washita Baptist, Southeastern Oklahoma State, taking care of them as well. How do you feel as far as locking up the chance to be able to play at home for the regional? Or do you feel like with the conference tournaments coming up, there's still a little more work to do? Or, or can you ever get kind of comfortable before those brackets come out? Okay, so um, I would say you cannot get comfortable, that's for <laughs> sure. Okay, uh, and we've done incredible until now. But I was just telling the players yesterday that this conference tournament, I mean, we could get beat first round. I'm not naive, and I've seen it happen many times or whatever. So, yes, the goal is to get to the home site for the regionals, and we're sitting good right now. But if we mess up in the conference tournament, that that could change, and the players are quite aware of that. So, uh, yeah, this week there's a lot of work to be done, and upsets happen all the time. You know, and, and it's right there for the taking for Northwest. you got to take care of business, though, but the chance to host. Um, I heard you say last week at Lions Club about – um, Coach Tapmeyer used to have this saying about um, it sways things in your favor by about 10% if you're playing at home. So that, that's major. Of course, you know, the easy thing to think about is sleeping in your own beds and not traveling. But you've been doing this for a long time. Is there just like that psychological factor, too, of knowing it's the friendly confines of Maryville as opposed to, you know, hey, we, we've won at Washburn or UCO or Washington or wherever it is, but there's just something mentally about playing on your home court. Oh, I think most definitely there is. Uh, call it a confidence builder or just feeling comfortable, whatever that is. But, you know, to be on your own courts, knowing every nook and cranny, where the cracks are, this and that, you know, I mean, it, it makes a huge difference. And if we're talking about 10%, and I agree with him, I think that's right. Now, he was talking about basketball and that, but I think it's the same in tennis. It just gives you a little bit more confidence. It's not doesn't mean that you're going to automatically win or anything, but just a little better chance. Now, as we stand right now, the MIAA all-conference teams coming out on the men's side today. The women's 
probably coming out tomorrow, if not a little later this week. Um, on the men's side, though, we know the player of the year for the third time, Andreas Amuri. Only one other Bearcat's done that multiple times. That was Malcolm Harrison. He did it twice. So Andrea now three times kind of um, entering into his own territory there. Um, you got the MIAA freshman of the year, the coach of the year once again for the 28th time. Coach Rosewell, congratulations on that. Um, just speak to what these awards mean and, and what this says, too, about Andre, who's battled some injuries this season, but still clearly the, the best player in the conference. Uh, I think so. And But to be clear, and thank you for the nice compliment, uh, you know, Andre has had some injury. He hadn't played in two weeks. And, and this is going to be, be a big question mark, and that's what all the other teams are looking at. Is he 70%, 80%? Is he back to his old self or what? And we don't know. We're, we're going to find out. We're hoping. I know his heart's there. I'm not, I know it's going to be 150% all mental and, and all that, but can his body hold up? And uh, he's a big part of our team. So, you know, uh, you know, this is, this is going to be interesting. You know, one of the things about it to be able to go out and win a conference title and put yourself in this position, even with Andrea battling some of that and missing some matches out there, just the depth. We see it both on the men's and the women's side, but you have to feel pretty good if you've got a player like Mason Meyer as your number five singles. Yeah, Mason was nationally ranked in the United States. I mean, he was, uh, I don't know where he was, top 10 to 20. I mean, even in the juniors, that that's incredible. And for him to be playing here at Northwest Missouri, we feel like we're really blessed on that. Overall, the development of some of your players, too. You know, we look at a guy like Fabian Kalud, who's had success since the minute he's got here, but it feels like he's he's made big steps every season um, on the women's side, up and down. But, you know, Angela and Tessa, too, are players that maybe had some struggles but battled through that freshman year, and here they are finding success a couple seasons later. Just the development, what is it about um, – this team that has been able to make strides and, and get players to their best. You've done your homework on that. That's exactly right uh, on, on all those areas. Jan got freshman of the year. He won the ITA in doubles. Um, I think it's it's really about two or three things, but obviously you got to start with the recruiting. Uh, you you got to have a good good players. Austin and I were just talking about it. Coach Meyer. Uh, it doesn't matter what sport it is, you know. If if you got better players than the other team, you got a real real chance of achieving success. But then the other thing is just practice sessions, and you know our assistants, graduate assistants uh, Juan and Martina, th- done an absolutely fantastic job of of running practice and, and helping us and taking the load off me, uh, you know. And then you know the Hughes Center is a godsend, uh, you know. Uh, I talked to Mr. Hughes just uh, the other day and thanked him on all the practice time that we got in January where we didn't used to be able to get that. And it's accessible, it's available to us, it's good courts, good lighting. So that, you know, you got to take in the things that you have and what's important. But the other thing is, if you notice our teams, and okay, you know, you look at my record and, and my winning percentage and all that, which is good, but what I'm most proud of in that area is you know, we've never backed off anybody. We play the hardest teams that we can find. Now, sometimes it's hard up here in northwest Missouri and the part of the country where we are because most of the good teams are in Texas or, or they're in Florida or, you know, Hawaii or California, Arizona, the warm weather places. And it's hard to get to them as far as 
playing them because of cost and such. But, you know, uh, we, we, we play good teams. And even if we lose matches, the players improve. You know, you could play a bunch of teams. You can, you can beat 9-0 or 7-0, but that doesn't make you get any better. And sometimes a loss is worth much more than a win. Do you ever find you're trying to reach down and get some of those warm weather teams and it's, it's hard to travel? Do you find sometimes it's hard to schedule some non-conference with some Division Two teams around here because they are scared of losing a, a 9-0 and 8-1 because just of, of how good Northwest is? Well, I don't know about Division Two, but there's some Division One teams that, and I won't say who they are, that simply won't play us. That that uh, you know haven't played us in years. I know we beat Drake and Creighton in the early years, like twelve, fifteen times in a row on the men. And I mean, we've beat beat our share of Division Ones, and there we beat Missouri University one year. Um, you know, this is going back a long time, but. Coach Bird beat Kansas University when he was here. So, that you know, I mean, uh, but the quality of the schedule is, is really what it's – that's the point I'm trying to make here is, is you try to play the best possible teams you can. Now, with that in mind, now one, one thing that has come up in the last couple of weeks, and you've been very humble and kind of shifting it to your players, rightfully so, appreciate that, but 1,200 wins at Northwest Missouri State, and I think a lot of people here, 1,200, that's a huge number. But that doesn't include just the Central Missouri. That's what you've done as a Bearcat coach. There's a lot about the longevity, of course, the success and, and the great recruiting. Have you found a quiet moment to kind of sit there and wrap your mind around that number and, and all the players you've had come through here? Today's podcast is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu foundation. And Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at ClorindaHealth.com. Now back to this week's interview. Actually, I, I went to a Hall of Fame dinner in my high school uh, just this weekend on Saturday, and I got a chance to reflect that a little bit with some of my high school buddies. And it was it was a private deal, but uh, it was it was very nice in that. So you. Again, hit the nail right on the head there. But, again, 1,200. You know, I coach two teams. So, you know, uh, it's kind of, you know, if you're just coaching one team, go and get some, it's going to be hard to to get all those, you know, the wins and so forth. But, again, I think consistency really for us, um, you know, we're normally pretty good every year. And that doesn't mean we're going to win the championship or go to the national tournament. But one of those years we will. And, you know, and the, you talked about the five decades. That all goes all the way back to 87 when we won the men and the women. So we're good on both sides. That's a hard thing to do, okay? Usually some teams are either good on one gender or the other, but not both. So it takes a little bit more time and patience and so forth, but we try to do things as a family. We've done that. And, again, I was talking in high school. My high school coach, we used to travel with our girls' team all the time. And that's how I learned to do all that stuff. It's more popular now, but in the early days, nobody else was doing it that way. Now some of your track teams and all the others, they travel together and do the same thing. But that's just what the kids know. That's the way we do it. You really see, uh, you know, we talk about family culture a lot here at Northwest. And and sometimes we do kind of beat it to a dead horse to where it gets talked about a lot, but really we do see it in, you know, you've got a small teams. Sometimes you're taking vans of, you know, the men and the women kind of, 
you know, getting the chance to, to practice together, cheer on one another and, and sharing in that success. I feel like you see that here in this tennis program as much as anywhere. For sure, Matt. Um, we get to know each other very well because they're, you know, we're having conditioning practice at 630 in the morning or, or, or practice. We're traveling together at all the times. Most of the matches, unless they just have a, a women's team or a men's team, we play all those together. Now the conference tournament will go down together and play. It'll cheer for each other, and, and that helps us to have somebody uh, backing each other. But, you know, family and all that stuff, th- those are all neat sayings, and that's great, and I'm I'm happy we're doing that. But, you know, we've been doing that for about 40 years, okay? So, yeah. So also, you've been doing this for a while at Northwest Missouri State. You've coached alongside some of the Bearcat greats across the board in this athletic department. And then you see some of – these former student athletes, former assistants becoming administrators, head coaches alongside you. When you think about Andy Peterson and Lori Hopkins, um, Rich Wright, Amy Wirth, uh, we've got Ben McCollum and Austin Meyer. When you kind of think about that, how special is that for you to see some of these Bearcat student athletes becoming Bearcat leaders alongside you and, and your peers? It's fantastic because I was there when most of them were or if not all of them were athletes or assistant coaches or graduate assistants or student assistants, really just getting started. And some of the success that we've achieved is Northwest Athletics in general is a powerhouse and a powerhouse in the MIAA and uh, in the nation. I mean, people know us now. And that wasn't always true in the early years either, maybe in a couple sports or whatever. But now I think we're pretty good in about everything. You know I go to try to go to all the sporting events. I try to, you know, I try to do the best we can as far as, you know, to win the All Sports Trophy. We haven't done that for a while. I know we're close. We were second behind Pittsburgh coming out of the winter sports or whatever. But um, I think I think it's important, you know, that you try to uh, back the other teams, not just your team for yourself. And sometimes coaches have a tendency to, to forget about everything. It's an easy thing to do because you're focusing on what you're trying to do with your own team and you only have so much time and so forth. But we've got a fantastic group here. I I can't wait to get to work in the morning to see these people. We joke and we kid and we have birthdays and we sing happy birthday to them and and all these little, you know, you think kind of, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, uh, you know, wacky things or something like that. But but it brings you together, and you never know how, you know, they sure always let me know when their birthday is, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is it's a fun group up here overall. So, uh, Coach, one more, and then I'll let you go. Uh, and this is a pretty simple one, too. Um, but just keep us updated real quick. The last time that you played doubles tennis with Colin McDonough as your partner and against John Coffey, who won? <laughs> we did win that one. Now, I don't win the matches against John in singles. He beats me every time. But we have some good matches and so forth. That Colin is a good player. He played USTA in high school tennis. He was a good player. I try not to pump him up with too many compliments. So that's nice of you, but I try to keep him down a little bit. <laughs> He's a pretty good athlete. I've seen him play basketball, too. Yeah, yeah pretty good. I, okay, I, I lied. One more, one more. And this is one that's uh, it's kind of old. But at this point... Even though he's already going in, did you view Scott Rowland as a Hall of Famer prior to his induction last winter? I didn't. You really? know, no, I I guess I know he was a Cardinal at the end of his career, and they went to the World Series and all that. And he's a tremendous player, but I guess 
who was he, with the Rockies and the Phillies for a long time before he came over to St. Louis or whatever. And I didn't really uh, realize he had the statistics and so forth, but I guess he did. Well, I was just hoping you'd go against Colin on that one, too. But you, you agreed with him. That's okay. I had to put it out there. So. <laughs> Coach, thanks so much for your time. Good luck this week, next weekend, beyond. A lot of big tennis still coming up for Northwest. Okay, Matt. Appreciate your support, and we're hoping we can host those regional tournaments here in a couple weeks. Once again, that's Mark Rosewell, the head women's and men's tennis coach here at Northwest Missouri State University. The MIAA tournament's coming up this week down in Edmond, Oklahoma. Then a fall plays out kind of the way we expect. We'll see. Uh, but the Bearcats will be hosting both regionals right back here next week at the Frank Gruby Courts at the Mark Rosewell Tennis Center. So keep it locked on to BearcatSports.com, the Bearcat Sports account on Twitter as well. They'll keep you up to date on how everything plays out, as well as KXCV, KLRNW, your flagship for the Bearcats. We'll have all those results and let you know when Northwest Missouri State will be right back here playing in Maryville. That's going to wrap things up for this edition of Bearcat Rewind. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Matt Tritton. We'll talk to you again next time.